It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, you can. Greeny with you presented by Progressive Insurance. A lot in the hopper. You just heard from Christine. We had Manfred in here earlier today. Interesting stuff. We'll get back to some of the baseball. We'll make our predictions. We've had a lot of football conversation going on. I just told you there was no team in the NFL better situated right now than the Philadelphia Eagles who could pull off the practically unprecedented one-two punch of winning the Super Bowl and being in the best draft position of any team in the sport. If they have a top five pick and don't need a quarterback this year, with those kids that are going to be in this class... I mean, I mean, Hem- I mean, Hembo can't even control himself. He's so excited. I mean, this is... This is a burgeoning dynasty. Let's just call it what it is. But I'm going to tell you, it might actually be. I hate to say it. Well, I don't hate to say it. I hate to say it for Nuno and Bubba's sake because they hate your team. Um, and they also generally loathe you. Um, that, that, that I hate to say it for their sake. But I'll tell you a team that might be kind of nicely situated to. And anyone who listens to me, and if you've listened to me on the radio going back now, I mean... Anywhere you are in America, you could be listening to me on the radio now 22 years if you've chosen to. And if you have, God bless you and thank you. You know, I am the, the last thing in the world I am is unwilling to criticize my team when they deserve it. Okay? They're, half the people at the Jets don't speak to me because of things I've said, and I apologize for none of it. <laughs> but here's what I will say. Right this minute, the Jets' future might be really bright. Daniel Jeremiah, who is the uh, NFL Network's version of Mel, right? He's the guy who, you know, the draft guru. Real good guy. I've met him. Excellent guy. He ranked the top 10 rookies in the NFL so far this year. The Jets have three of the top eight. He has Sauce Gardner number one. He has Garrett Wilson. I just lost it on my Instagram, but I think he has Garrett Wilson five and he has Brees Hall seven or eight. It must be eight because I said the top eight. And that doesn't even count the defensive end who's actually looks like a pretty good player, too. And so what I pointed out yesterday, I said it actually on this podcast and all anyone paid attention to was the fact that I eat sandwiches with a knife and fork. Mm. So this got no attention. But the really important part is in the last two NFL drafts, The New York Jets have had seven picks in the top 36. The quarterback is more important than the other six put together. I loved what I saw from him on Sunday. It is obviously much too early to say they got him right, that he's a hit, that he's going to be good. The jury can only be described as out on that. And if he doesn't wind up being good, then none of the rest of it really matters that much. But I think it is reasonable to say they got the other six right. And so if you've got six players that are that young and that inexpensive and a decent quarterback, you have, let's say Zach is just decent, then you have, that's how great teams are formed. That's how great teams are born. Now, I am absolutely conditioned to believe nothing really good could ever happen to me. 
when it comes to my sports fandom. Uh, you know, you talk about you have a glass half full, glass half empty. I've got like a sip left. That's my view. But I sit back and I look at it, and the, the, the person who analyzes sports in me says, holy smoke, they may actually have this right. They may have actually gotten it right. So the Eagles might win the Super Bowl this year, and they might be incredibly well set up for the future at the same time. But I think the Jets might be too. They're not going to win the Super Bowl this year, but they might be really set up in a way that they haven't been in at least a decade and maybe longer than that. So I'm feeling pretty optimistic and good about myself as well. What do you think of that? I think the economic piece of it is crucial. I'll contextualize that for you guys. So the Jets, like you said, have drafted seven players over the last two years in the top 40, the top 36 to be exact. Those players combined this year, combined, have a cap hit of $27.5 million. Mm. For some context, Carson Wentz owns a cap hit this year of 28.3. The single best way to build a great football team fast is through cheap labor. And the Jets have gone six for seven, and with that sort of one remaining one being Zach Wilson. Obviously, it's the most important one, but six for seven is an awfully good start. Yes, absolutely. So uh, optimistic, indeed I am. Let me then turn my attention to our dear friend Bubba, from whom we have not yet heard today. Uh, Bubba, of course, is uh, right now a little bit distracted because he's highly concerned about his Mets, who will play postseason baseball starting tomorrow. But you have your Cowboys. Yep. Now, there is a certain danger in doing a show like the one we do here and like the one we, I host in the mornings on ESPN. Because sometimes they'll take the things you say, they will completely accurately send them out to the public. We have people who work at ESPN whose job it is to do social media and they want to get attention for our shows. They're doing their jobs exactly right. But what winds up happening is, what gets posted is, Greedy thinks that Cooper Rush is the MVP of the league, and that winds up going viral yesterday, and the entire world is making fun of me. Now, let me point out, for the context of the conversation, what I mean by that. Obviously, I do not believe that Cooper Rush is the best player in the league or has been the best player through four weeks or is even anywhere near the best player on his own team. But the reason you make me think of this, Hembo, is because when you say nothing is more valuable than cheap labor, I'll make an addendum. Mm. Nothing may be more valuable than a backup quarterback who wins games because that guy's not making any money. Literally nothing is expected from him. When Dak Prescott got hurt, every person who came on Get Up that week told me the Cowboys were dead. Done. Finished. Bubba, Cowboy fan, told me on this show, done, dead, finished, season's over. And then you run out a guy named Cooper Rush, who I think they have to card him walking into the stadium. No one believes he's actually on the team. And he goes 3-0 and at this point, and we'll see where it goes from here. And plays not just representative football, but plays really well. He's playing well. Nothing's more valuable than that. He has single-handedly kept their season afloat. So when I say he's the most valuable player, I obviously mean it in a different kind of way. And But then, Bubba, you know what happens is people see this and they say, oh, that's why that guy doesn't know anything about what he's talking about. But I think my point is a well is in in my view is well taken. What is your reaction as a cowboy fan, Bubba? 
I mean, I think it makes perfect sense. I mean, you're talking about who's the most valuable person so far, and Cooper Rush literally single-handedly has kept the Cowboys afloat. So, yeah, I mean, you're not talking about who would you start a franchise with or who would you sign a massive contract with. No, you're not talking about that. You're talking about who in the NFL is the most valuable to their team. And right now, the only reason the, only reason the Cowboys are even anywhere alive is because of one person, and that person's Cooper Rush, so he's the most valuable player. Exactly right. Why are you laughing at that, Hembo? We're both right. Bubba and I are right. Yeah, you are. I've actually come a long way here because I see everything in such so quantitatively in black and white. But there's multiple ways to perceive or judge value. Like, capital V value, of course, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson is the MVP of the NFL, and you know that. But you're 100% right in saying he has rescued their season and the value thus that he has provided his football team in relation to expectation probably does make him the M, you know, lowercase v, capital P. I mean, that's what it is. Again, if I had an MVP vote, would I give it to him? No, obviously not. (laughs) But I'm making a bigger picture point. If Teddy Bridgewater, and look, I, I like Teddy Bridgewater, but I hope to God he doesn't win this week. But if Teddy Bridgewater steps in for Tua, you know, a team that the Dolphins are off to a great start. They're 3-1. and one. If Teddy Bridgewater steps in for Tua, let's say Tua's out, I have no idea how long he's going to be out. But let's just, let's just say for the sake of argument, he's out the same amount of time that Dak is going to be, which I think is going to wind up being four weeks. If the Dolphins go 4-0 and oh in that stretch, even 3-1, and one, that's an incredibly valuable person. Because when the starting quarterback gets hurt, you're supposed to be finished. I mean, the, the, the rule of thumb in NFL is starting quarterback injured equals season over, especially when you're paying your quarterback what Dallas is and when you depend on as much from them as they do from Dak. And when some other guy steps in, whatever his name is, and in his case, the fact that his name is Cooper Rush just makes it all the more fun. I can't decide which one I like better. Cooper is a first name or Rush is a last name. I love it. Do you like Cooper Rush more than Bailey Zappi? No, I like Bailey Zappi more than anything. But... It's almost impossible to overstate how valuable that guy is to your team. So I make no apologies whatsoever for what I said. Greeny with you, there are so many podcasts out right now. It takes a team of people to bring them together. Whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business, one place makes it easy, ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. By the way, having just said that, let me give you a whole other question. Nuno, are you prepared for there to be a quarterback controversy in New England? Because I'm here to tell you, Bailey Zappi is good. Bailey Zappi, people don't know anything about him except that he has this goofy name and he's on the Patriots. Oh, by the way, he like broke every single season college passing record there is at Western Kentucky last year and is an athletic. He looks just like Mac Jones, except he's a more athletic version. Are you ready for a quarterback controversy in New England? Because I'm not convinced there wasn't going to be one. What do you think of that, Nuno? I love it. Sign me up for that, right? Because... What is Belichick? Belichick has gone out and spent all of this money on players that I feel or think people feel that needs a quarterback to be able to elevate them. Mac Jones hasn't been able to do that. So what happens? Zappi continues this run, plays well. They actually win some games. I mean, you know, I could see that. I could see Bill being like, I'm seven years old. I've won six Super Bowls. I'm good with telling Mac Jones to sit, sit down and Look, relax. Bill Belichick, I mean, anyone who remembers Tom Brady's first year, the world couldn't believe he wasn't going back to Drew Bledsoe. His quarterback was the first pick in the draft, and he left him on the bench and left Tom Brady, who, oh, by the way, was less heralded than Bailey Zappi in college, and he left Tom Brady out there. 
and won the Super Bowl, and Brady became the greatest quarterback of all time. Do not think that's impossible. I, not, not that Jappy's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time, but that he could wind up being the quarterback in New England? Don't think that's impossible. All right, Greeny with you, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Coming up, we're going to put the pieces in place for my next career, which, by the way, could begin really soon. I'll explain exactly what I mean next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. So we've touched on a lot of baseball today. We've talked about a lot of pro football today. But with that thought in mind about the good college games this weekend, an interesting thing from the college, as we have the assembled members of the hashtag crew with me. So it was pointed out to me in the wake of the firing of Paul Christ at Wisconsin, the enormity of the buyouts that all these coaches have and how just embarrassing that is, I think, in the big picture for college football. And you mentioned to me, and Heather Dinich said it on TV with us the other day as well, that just going back to the time when the playoff format started, so that's less than 10 years. Yeah, 2014. 2014, so the last, whatever that is, eight or nine years, that over $500 million have been spent by colleges to give to coaches not to coach their team. Half a billion dollars have been spent literally to do nothing, asking people to do nothing for them. So that's bad hires and it's bad optics at a time when money for players was then and remains in a different way, such an incredibly interesting and important topic in the sport. So we talked about that. And then Hembo pointed out something to me interesting that I did not previously know. 
What is it you told me about the University of Wisconsin in particular and several of these other places as well? It is a requirement, a law or at least a state requirement that any vacant position at any public university be posted on the school's website. That is inclusive of the coach for the head football job. So right now, you can apply to be the head football coach at Wisconsin, just in the same way like any other job there you might apply for. I'd like to be a teacher, a professor. I'd like to be in the grounds crew. I'd like to work in, in the kitchens. Any, another, any job. One of them is head football coach. So here's what I've decided. I'm going to apply for that job. I think I would be good at it. I have a lot of very innovative and interesting ideas. Now, it would pain me to be the coach of Wisconsin because I, of my never-ending love for Northwestern and my loyalty to Northwestern would never waver. But if I could be the head coach at Wisconsin, I would do it. So I'm going to apply for the job. And I have a few creative ideas, but my primary sales pitch is I could put together the greatest coaching staff in the history of college football. Are you with me on this, Nuno and Bubs? You ready for my staff? Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. I've put together a staff. My offensive coordinator is going to be Dan Orlovsky. I'm bringing Dan with me. He's got pro experience. He works with quarterbacks. He'll listen to his quarterback assessment and analysis. It's as good as anybody. So Danny's going to coordinate my offense. My defensive coordinator is going to be Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan is on the short list of greatest defensive coaches in the history of football. If he brings that level of expertise to the collegiate level, we will dominate. RG3 is going to coach the quarterbacks, a specific quarterback coach role. He won a Heisman Trophy in college, so obviously he is a great collegiate quarterback, knows the position. Jeff Saturday is going to coach the offensive line, and Booger McFarland is going to coach the defensive line. These are Super Bowl champions coaching on the lines of scrimmage. One area of concern here. What is it? Jeff and Booger are both Southern guys. Yeah. Are you sure you're going to convince them to live in Madison, Wisconsin? Oh, they're going to love it. They're going to have a great time up Madison there. Madison is a fun town. Fun town. Oh, yeah. We walked out there, my fraternity, where my one year. That's a, f- a phenomenal place. Warm town? They're going to have a good time. No, cold town, but they're going to, we're going to coach. Don't, 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 don't get in the way of my, this is a great idea. Focus on the fun. Fair Jeff enough. Saturday played in Indianapolis. It's plenty cold there, too. With all the money we make at Wisconsin, and, and I'm going to build a <laughs> dome, so don't worry about it. We're going to play a nice They have golf weather. in Wisconsin for Booger, right? There's what? Golf in Wisconsin? Great for, golf. Yeah, I will take him to Whistling Straits that's what I thought, right? every other day. So they're going to take this job. So Saturday and Booger are going to be there. My defensive backs are going to be coached by Dominique Foxworth. Mm. Outstanding corner in the NFL. Great, plus a super educated guy. Has an MBA. He's an incredibly smart guy. He'll fit in very well on a collegiate campus. My wide receivers coach is going to be Desmond Howard. You want a Heisman? My motivational speaker. So I don't think that I should be the one giving pregame talks because I just don't know that I'd be very good at that. So I'm going to bring in Stephen A. Smith for that role. Stephen A. is going to be my pregame motivational speaker. He's going to get the guys ready for the game. I have a nutrition specialist. It's going to be David Pollack. David Pollack has not eaten a carb, and I mean this sincerely, has not eaten a carb in 20 years. A carb. A carb. He's going to be in charge of nutrition. My SID is going to be Heather Dinich. She's going to handle the media. She'll deal with everybody. She's very good with that. No one knows everybody better than anyone. Now, what other roles 
do you think we need to fill? Like, what else does a how many jobs are there on these staffs? So I, I am concerned about one thing in particular. If you're going to watch these games like you do as a fan, you're going to become enraged at the officials from time to time. Oh, yeah. So I think that you need a get-back guy. I got a get-back guy. Chris Canty. Chris Canty will be my get-back guy. You won't even see me while he's getting <laughs> yeah, me back. Be, he'll keep uh, people back. I'll That'll be, be directly behind Chris Canty. I'll be the safest person in the world. Although one of my innovations is... You know, I've been down on the sideline for some of these football games. Northwestern is nice enough. When I come to games, they put me down there on the sideline. It's a little dangerous down there. Like, bad things happen. I might become the first ever head coach to coach from the booth. (laughs) I might be upstairs in the coaching booth where, parenthetically, it'll be nice and warm Mm. for cold weather games. I mean, it's a better vantage point. I agree. I I think it's revolutionary. Plus, this. Food options, bathroom close by. It feels like there's options. Food I can eat while I'm up there. It's hard to eat on the sideline. Headset or no headset for you? Oh, I'll have a headset. Yeah. I mean, I might listen to music. Who knows? I mean, (laughs) I got a lot of things I can do with a headset. So I have an issue with your staff, though. Well, well, first of all, it? you need to hire a special teams coordinator, and I think that would be McAfee, right? Like we're, oh, McAfee. That's a good block. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. Like, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, that's an oversight. What's up with our boys? Uh, no jobs for RC and Swagoo? Well, I, we have to keep working through this. How so many now, LSU guys can you have? Yeah, we got, we got a lot of LSU guys on the staff already. I mean, I'm just running out of roles. Now, <laughs> Alabama has, as a role, we looked up their staff, senior special assistant to the head coach. That's a very non-specific role. I'm going to hire Urban Meyer for that. I think Urban would be very good as my senior special assistant. He knows, like, he needs to come back and coach, but not be like the figurehead. I was born to be the figurehead and not to actually coach. Yeah, put him on the sideline. You go up top. That's good. That's what we'll do. And I'll just be in the headset, and we'll make it seem like I'm sending messages down to him. Go for it. But the reality is In reality, you're listening to the Billy Joel channel. Exactly right. Oh, how great is it that that's back, by the way? It's pretty good. Oh, I love it. I don't know why. It's not a permanent thing. That's a great question. I don't know what they're doing. My head of NIL is going to be Jeff Bezos. I'm going to get Jeff Bezos, who is the founder of Amazon, and I believe at last check was the richest person in the world. He's going to be in charge of my NIL. I have a little indirect connection to him, so I'm all ready to do that. So I'm going to have Jeff run my NIL. He's got plenty of money to give to these college kids. I think we should just get the top 20 high school seniors, and have Jeff Bezos give each of them a billion dollars. <laughs> okay, so that would mean he has $125 billion left. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the man lose, makes and loses a billion dollars every 15 minutes. So he'll just give a bill to every player. Like, just the best. Give me the 20 best players. Give me each a billion dollars, and we move on. I may not even need everybody else if I have that. The only question is, Bubba and Nuna, what are the roles? Oh, Hembo is going to be in charge of my analytics. Obviously, you'll decide whether we go for it or not. Always go for it. All that kind of stuff. So we got a job for Hembo. Nuna, what role do you want in this? I just want to be that guy. So, like, you know, when something needs to be done, just call the guy. Like, I'll roam around and no one knows what I do, but I actually get stuff done. I like that. The rover. He's my guy. He's my fix-it. He fixes things for me. And then Bubba, of course, will be in charge of the headsets. Now that I think about it, Bubba will be in charge of communications. No one knows better. He's a Hall of Fame radio board operator. Perfect. He he absolutely could be in charge of the uh, telecommunication line between the coaches. I I don't have to be involved, but, uh, you know, the other coaches need to talk to the players every now and again. So this is it. So I'm not kidding when I say... I'm going to apply for this job, and I'm going to be fascinated to see what happens. Will I get a response? Let's find out. But I'm applying for the gig, and we'll see how it goes. 
Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We'll get some KODs going in a couple of minutes. Got a little lunch work in here. I'm going to dive into a little bit of a soup discussion in a minute. Uh, but first, for those of you just joining me, we have the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred, in our studio on Get Up this morning. And in case you missed it, I tried. I went in with him on the Aaron Judge stuff and the delineation and the home run record and all that kind of stuff, and we didn't get anywhere. When I first asked him his reaction to Judge hitting the home run, he said... I was thrilled for our fans. I mean, it was something that everyone was anticipating. Um, Thrilled for Aaron. It's a monumental uh, achievement, uh, and I think it's one that will stand the test of time. So the test of time, when he said that, I felt a little excited. I thought, Mm. okay, I have a chance. It felt like a very natural segue into where I wanted to go. I asked him about the idea of delineating maybe a pre and post, you know, the the idea that people think that this is actually the real record, and he said... Well, the record books say what they say. Um, I think that over the history of the game, there have been different eras, the ball performed differently, the equipment was different, and I think the best way to handle it is let fans make their own judgment as to what records are most significant to them. I'm not 100% sure I am confident that all the fans know what that means. Like, when, he, when we he, hear things like the dead ball era, do you think every fan listening to us right now knows what the dead ball era was or why it was called that? They didn't change the ball. To be clear, it's not like they had a ball and, 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 and it was like a piece of like a rock and then they changed what a baseball was made of and suddenly it was like playing with a rubber ball, what I used to call a Spalding or a Spalding ball. Hembo, the, the, the dead ball versus live ball literally means they used to just play with one ball. They used to just play with one ball. A, a player by the name of Ray Chapman in 1920 was hit by a pitch in the head and died, and that's why they went to the live ball. Like, they just played with one ball the whole game. It was, by the end of it, it was pretty much just an unraveled sock, and it became so unsafe that they introduced a lively ball. 
that obviously promoted hitting, and Babe Ruth came on at the same time, which was sort of baseball's roaring 20s. But we can acknowledge that all these different eras contributed to the record books having these disparities, while also noting that between 1986 and 05, baseball didn't test. Well, yeah, so that's where Manfred went, basically, and I'm going to run out of time here on this piece of it, but basically where Manfred went was that let the fans put the put the numbers in the books leave the records what they are and let the fans make up their own mind what they want to make of them i can't argue with that it's not wrong i would like to have seen a little more done with it it was made pretty clear to me that is not in any way the plan so there you have it we continue in 15 seconds this is Greeny. We're live, as always, above the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. You can watch our show live in the ESPN app. Just open the app, hit watch on the bottom tab. You'll be able to watch the show live. Assembled members of the hashtag crew are with me here. Uh, going to give you some baseball KOD coming up here in a moment. We still have a little who you got action to get in this morning, so we'll be busy. But very quickly, I'm just going to make a statement, and I don't know if this is going to be deemed controversial or not. I'm starting to think that minestrone is my favorite soup. At minimum, Bubba, we order, Brandon and I order from the deli almost every day during this show because I find I'm hungry and I can't wait until after we wrap up because I eat my breakfast at 6 a.m. in our 6 o'clock meeting and then I just, not, I just get too hungry to wait. So I get myself usually like a little bit of an egg sandwich and then I, get what, I find out what the soup of the day is. And most of the soups I like, first of all, broccoli and cheddar is not a soup. I don't care what anybody, that's not soup. It's glop and it's disgusting. And under no circumstances should it be deemed the soup of the day. If you want to have it like sort of off to the side as its own specialty item. But to say, well, today, if you want soup, this is what I have. That's a, that's a career killer. That's a huge mistake. I don't care for the beef barley. Brandon loves the beef barley. Not not a soup I tend to like, I mean, Brandon. Just, just the name, beef barley. Beef barley. Very. I agree. Sounds like a wrestler. Unbecoming. And tonight it's <laughs> Ric Flair against beef barley. I, I, don't, I don't like anything. I would see McAfee doing the fight. Oh, look at beef barley doing a suplex. So I'm not a big fan of beef barley. I don't like anything with cream in it. So I don't like a cream soup. I, I recognize that they are popular soups, but I myself don't care for them. So... Uh, the New England clam, don't love it. They do it every Friday. I'm not going to eat it. It's, too, it's, it's the cream. It just feels fat. You eat it and you feel like you're just eating, you're just drinking fat. I don't like that. Um, and, and then it's it, the, the, the cream soup's sort of fancy schmancy cousin, which is the bisque, which considers itself somehow above being a cream soup enough that it has to have its own cream of mushroom, lobster bisque. It's the same freaking thing. One of them has lobster, the other one has mushroom, but the broth is exactly the same, and it isn't broth. It's this thick, milky yuck, so I'm not a fan of that. Most of the other soups I like, having said all of that, and I really like the minestrone. Right now, if I said, Hembo, minestrone is at minimum a top three soup. Is that a controversial take? I don't know if it's controversial. I've never had a bowl of minestrone. Minestrone. I've never had a bowl in my life. you're, You're telling me that... Are you saying you've never had it because you're disputing the way I pronounce it, or you've genuinely never eaten any of this soup? I don't even know what's in that. Like, you don't know what minestrone soup no, is? No, because what you need is to identify what's in the freaking thing. I know what chicken noodle soup is because that's what it's freaking called. I know what beef barley soup is because that's what it's freaking called. Minestrone is a very popular soup. But Are what's you in telling it? Me I, need I don't even to... know what's in it. It's, a lot of stuff is in it. It's then like... say what it is. 
Why? I, I, you know, you know what I don't have to do. I don't have to explain what it is in the same way that I don't have to explain who's in the Beatles because everyone but you knows. That's true. Everyone knows what this soup is. No, no. Do I have to define minestrone? No. I think Hemo's just grasping for straws. Here. Yeah, he's just ridiculous. I don't know if it's a, it's a, if it's vegetables, if it's meat, if it's some combination it's thereof. It's vegetables if and it's noodles. It's like an Italian vegetable soup. What color is the broth? Like a like a light brown. I mean, how oh, many what? different colors can a broth be? Yeah. I don't know. It's, if it's chicken noodles, it's like a pink. yellow. What, I mean, what kind of colors can a broth okay. be? Well, I think this conversation is fascinating. Define it better. But I think we should move on to other matters today. Yes, I didn't please. mean to get sidetracked into this, but I really am enjoying the soup. Having said that, uh, the remainder of the show is the only thing standing between me and finishing the soup. So let's move on uh, and have a quick word here from Vivid Seats. 30 seconds from Vivid Seats, football season's heating up and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats is where life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of the 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Okay, so we're going to do uh, a little KOD action here for the baseball playoffs, which begin tomorrow. Remember, all the actions on ESPN, ABC, and ESPN Radio. We got the. T- this is a new playoff format. Want to make sure everyone is aware of what's about to happen to us if this is not something that you are otherwise familiar with. As, as the confines of the new collective bargaining agreement, which was the cause of the delay of the start of the regular baseball season, we have a brand new playoff format, and I, for one, love it. So the top two teams in each league have buys. They won't play till next Tuesday. We will have th- potentially three games played, a best of three being played in the ho- all g- the games being played in the home ballpark of the team that finished higher in the standings amongst the series that will be played tomorrow, Saturday, and if necessary, Sunday. I'm going to make the following statement. Not only do I believe the Mets, I'll start with that one. I will take the Mets to beat the Padres to the to delight of our beloved Bubba, but I'm going to say this. The really good managers, and there is no better manager than Buck Showalter, are going to, if they win, they're going to throw their best pitcher in game one. And he is. He's pitching Max Scherzer. If they win game one, he is going to hold back his next best starter. He is going to pitch someone else in game two and try and steal it. In this case, they actually have a a good pitcher to go. Because winning this series in two could actually be an advantage Well, the teams that are waiting are sitting there and getting cold Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. These teams are continuing to play on their regular rotation. And if you are able to do this, then let's just use the Mets for an example. If they don't have to pitch Jacob deGrom in this three-game set against San Diego because they win it in two, then they will have deGrom in game one and Scherzer on regular rest in Game 2 Wednesday. You could argue that would have been their best setup anyway. So I believe they will be kind of rolling. They'll have time off. I'm not saying the Dodgers aren't better, but they're not that much better. They're not that much better? They're not that much better. The Dodgers I mean, won 111 games. Well, they yeah, we won the season series. Thanks. run differential. How many games did the Mets win? 100? 
Yes, they won 100. They won 100 games. They're, they're not playing. 101, the, I believe. 101. They're not playing the little sisters of the poor. And by the way, how many times do they play each other this year? What, about a six? I think it's seven. I think we won 4-3. There you go. So, I mean, this is, to me, I'm going to make the following prediction. If the Mets, the Mets are going to beat the Padres. If they do it in two, then the Mets are going to beat the Dodgers too. How about that? How about that for a KOD prediction? Hashtag KOD. I just want you to be sure what what you're stating here. The Dodgers Mm -hmm. are something approximating the 1927 Yankees. Mm -hmm. Are you sure you're not overlooking the Dodgers? How good are the the Dodgers have been the best team in the National League like the last 10 years? (laughs) They've won one championship and it was during the COVID season. I'm not dismissing the significance of that championship. But let's not talk like, A, let's not talk like the best team always wins in baseball because it doesn't, never more so than in this format. B, let's not talk like this is not a team and a few big time pieces that don't have a a long, well earned history of postseason failure. Let me ask you this question then, because I think it's pretty clear that on paper the Mets have a better starting rotation for whatever that's worth in today's climate which manager do you trust more between buck showalter and dave roberts is that a joke i trust buck more than anybody in the sport uh, buck gets the dave worst roberts. reputation <laughs> what, uh, what i'm sorry i tried to ask that question with a dave straight face roberts and, yeah i mean he, look i'm not i'm not sitting here knocking dave roberts but i mean there have been a lot of questions about his managerial tactics over the years and buck showalter is an outstanding manager outstanding so for people across the country who aren't following this closely, the Mets did not collapse. Like the Mets, did they blow a 10 and a half game lead? Yeah. But there's a big difference between not holding a lead and there's a big difference between collapsing and being chased down. For the last hundred and something games, the Braves, not the Dodgers, were the best team in the sport. The Atlanta Braves just caught them. No one was going to hold them off. So the Mets have not fallen and they can very easily get up. Now, this past weekend was bad, but it's just three days out of a season that lasts six months. So I got the Mets in that series, and let's see if it goes three. Well, give me the rest of the series. So let's stay in the National League here. The Phillies are going to St. Louis for that series. Mm. It's very hard not to like the Cardinals in that, right? The Phillies are going to have the advantage when it comes to the starting pitcher in all three games in the series. It just matters how much that's worth in today's climate. Again, we, talk, we told you yesterday that starting pitchers get less than half the outs in postseason baseball now. Did I miss a meeting? Wasn't this the year that Joe Girardi got fired? The, yeah. Didn't they fire their manager this season? This season. And so did Toronto, and they were in the playoffs too. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that, that, okay, I'm taking the Cardinals. Go. Taking the Cardinals. Okay. And the American you? League. The Phillies are going to win that series. Okay. The Phillies are built for a three-game series. In the no. American League, the Rays are playing Cleveland, in Cleveland. Who do you like? That's your series, my right? Series. You're going out there to work my that series. series. Yeah. Uh, doing stats for that. Um, I mean, the Guardians are the better team, right? So, And the better team doesn't always win. The Rays are postseason proven, right? They've been good in the playoffs. They are. Who do we like? I like, I like Cleveland in the series. They're, okay. just, they're just a little better at everything, and they're at home. All right, we'll take Cleveland. And then Toronto hosts the Mariners, having broken that playoff. I like drive. the Mariners' you story. Do. You do. I, well, I don't know. I mean, I like the story. I watched. They wrapped it up, I want to say it was Friday night, and I really enjoyed watching on Saturday morning all the different videos, the, the home announcers, run call. Yeah. the home run call, both TV and radio, all the fans. They waited 21 years to see their team get into the playoffs. With my heart, I will say I'd like to see them advance and just keep them in it. Their pitching staff is ridiculous. Remember Luis Castillo, who yeah. all the Yankees fans wanted? He has been unbelievably good for them. Okay, so do we like the M's? We like the M's. Okay, so there you have it. Those are the baseball KODs. We'll see how that winds up turning out. In the meantime, we have time for one more piece of business today. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! 
right. I'll say it. Who you got? We've been sneaking who you got in uh, every day starting this week. It's something that for a while there we were finishing our Friday show with. And where Bubba has a bunch of different questions and he always has like a fun one to finish. And I realized just ending the Friday show with it every day, a lot of people don't get to hear it. So we're trying to sprinkle it in every single day now in different spots so everyone gets a chance. So, Bubba, what is today's Who You Got question? Yeah, this one's a very topical one as we've been talking about the Mets right now. So I have a question for everyone in the group here. I have tickets for Mets Wild Card Game 3 on Sunday. And as we've been talking about, it is a best-of-three series. So if you're me or anyone who is going to just Game 3 on Sunday – what is the appropriate way to be rooting for this series? Do I I have to be rooting for it just to be a sweep, right, and just not go? Or do I root for it to go to game three and win there? Who you got? So let's be clear. In the event that the Mets win tomorrow, then Bubba faces the following conundrum. Does he want his team to win Saturday? He doesn't get the experience of being there, but at least they are assured of winning. Or does he root for them to lose so he can get to go to game three. I think this is not as good a question as you think. I think you have to root for them to win in the sweep, right? Because not only not only is it running the risk that they lose game three, but there are also ramifications to having to play a game three at all, which is to say you would then have to pitch your best pitcher into Grom before you get to your Dodgers series, and now you will go into the next round with your pitching all screwed up. So, Bubba, you have to root for the Mets to win this thing in, too. Does anyone disagree? Is there any question of that? Well, how about this, Greeny? Because I can be that guy. Okay. Picture this. Sunday. So, Scherzer wins tomorrow. Let's say, uh, let's say Bassett loses on Saturday. DeGrom, the guy who might not come back, is on that mound. Bubba has to go to the game. It's, you know, it's the fall, so it's not going to be warm. And that at the same time, Cooper Cup is getting <laughs> abused in L.A. and the Rams win. And let's say DeGrom loses Bubba Monday morning in here miserable. So let, let's just so be what, clear. What just happened here? I don't know. The, the Cooper you were referring to was Rush. Yeah. I don't but what he's playing there. against Cooper Cup. Yes. So what you're I saying is what, what, just happened. what you're rooting for <laughs> is that concurrent games are played in which Bubba's two favorite teams lose. The Cowboys, what would be a painful loss to the Rams, and the Mets, a season-ending heartbreak to the Padres with Bubba in the building. This, Nuno, is what you are rooting for, isn't it? I mean, I'm just throwing out a different scenario. <laughs> okay, thank you. It's a pretty awful scenario. It, I mean, it is awful, but, like, someone has to put it out there. As scenarios go, that's a ter- now, there's a solution to this problem. Bubba, why can we not get you to game two? I don't know. Do you have to work? No. I'm How a- did you get this ticket for game three? I purchased it myself. Why didn't you buy a ticket for game two? I mean, it was quite the process to buy tickets. It was pretty much just mayhem buying tickets. So, All right, here's what I think we need to do as a show. Huh. I need to get him into this game, too. Now, do you have to work tomorrow, uh, Saturday, or could you go? No, I'm, fr- I'm free Saturday, Sunday. I'm available. No, no, yeah. B- Bubba is, is unencumbered in life. He could, he's free Eminently pretty much available. every day from now until infinity. <laughs> okay, we're going to figure out a way. we got to get Bubba into City Field on Saturday to see his beloved Mets so he doesn't have to root against himself. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. 
Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.